Swing, craft, ability, aptitude, expertise, genius, gift. I'm the fucking talent. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. What time is it? Winning time. Huh. Uh, that's what Michael Jordan would say if he was here, if he had a podcast. Not if he was here. What if he was here? If he was here, he'd be like, what the fuck am I doing in this guy's apartment? Why am I here? Am I kicking it live playing Ghost of Tsushima with my new friend Mike? No, Michael Jordan would be less than thrilled to be here. I have no cognac. I have no cigars. I have no giant ill-fitting pants. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I probably have giant ill-fitting pants somewhere in this house that Michael Jordan could squeeze into and look just as ridiculous as he does in his regular duds. Um... But let's give him a podcast. I'm all for it. Let's give Jordan a podcast. What if we did that? Let's give the, let's just give the Chicago Bulls a podcast. I'm sure they have one, right? Uh, let's give the three peoples. More specifically, let's give the three Pete Bulls a podcast. Wouldn't that, I'm sure as if <laughs> as if I'm not competing with enough famous people in this fucking industry as it is now. Let's bring back the three Pete Bulls, both of both sets of three Pete's, and have them have a competing podcast. And you know what's funny? Like, I bet the fucking ringer does that already. Like, I'm sitting here pretending like it's a joke, but I guarantee you there's somewhere out there fucking Chuck Nevitt and Bobby Hansen are talking about the fucking three-peat uh, bulls and how they battled the fucking trailblazers in year two of it. Jesus, fuck. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Bobby Hansen talking about how he hit that three-pointer. That's all he's got to talk about, right? What's that? What else could Bobby Hansen possibly have to say? I was blonde and white on the bulls. That's a good name for the podcast. Somebody get Hansen on the phone. Anybody? Who's out there? Somebody? Somebody get it, Bobby Hanson on the phone. Uh, I'm re, you know, even if he does have a podcast, I'm going ahead and reframing the entire thing. I'm calling it. I was blonde and on the bulls, how I sunk a three pointer and triggered off the bulls coming back from a 15 point deficit in the fourth quarter of game six against the goddamn Portland trailblazers in 1990, whatever the fuck, 92, possibly 92, 91. No, 91, 91 is the first one. And then 92 and then 93 is the Suns. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Chuck Nevitt was on that team. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like, I don't, he had to be there, right? He had to be on the bench. I know he, I, I don't know if he was, he was there in the regular season. He's one of those they picked up late. It was one of the, cause again, they didn't fucking need anybody. Jordan's playing for like four dudes. Pippen's playing for four dudes. And that leaves who Horace Horace played for three dudes. And that's it. You needed nobody else. You needed Bill Cartwright for the first 10 minutes of the game because that's what Jordan would do. He's like, we got to get the big man off. Once they, they've established the big man on the block is a threat. Then Jordan can score 50, which I, I don't know basketball. I'm not an expert. I know what I like and I know what I watched. And I know it looks like the game has changed, I suppose. But was that really the case back then? All you had to do was just dump it into Bill early because this is this is not me making this up. This was totally true. They were like, let's get the ball deep inside to Bill Cartwright. He'll hit a couple of jumpers and that's going to, I don't know, panic the Knicks enough that they're going to collapse on Bill and let Michael go to work. I, I, If that's the case, Jeff Van Gundy's a fucking clown. Pat Riley made no fucking sense at all. Was Van Gundy there for the three-peat? I don't think he was. Van Gundy, did they beat him in 93? With Van Gundy was Riley. Then Riley might have been there. Riley might have bailed when Jordan bailed. And then they brought in Van Gundy. And then he tackled Larry Johnson and grabbed his ankle or Lonzo Mourning, whoever the fuck. Uh, God, the NBA used to be a goddamn battle royale. It used to just be guys slugging each other in the fucking face. I read some story this week about how Charles Oakley dumped a bottle of whiskey on a guy on a plane and just dared him to do something about it. And at that point, you can't. I've been in those situations. I've been in those situations where you fucking dare somebody to do something. You literally get like really you you you're you're trying to register a reaction. You're trying to act the fucking fool so they can do something. There's an there's a UFC fighter who does that now. His name is Mike Perry. Uh, Marvelous Mike Perry. Magnificent Mike Perry. Uh, I don't know. Maniac Mike Perry might be more fucking apt. Go look. There's a video of him. 
Uh, he just won a fight like two weeks ago. He's fighting because, again, the UFC, as you know, they don't give a fuck about their fighters or the germ or anybody else. And I, and I have to take. All right. Well, let me reposition myself on that. When they said they were going to have fights, I was just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard of. You're in the ring. You're blowing snot and blood on one another. You're punching each other in the fucking face. Somebody loses a tooth filled with covid that lands on a manager's arm. And then a small city dies somewhere in Tennessee. You know, I mean, it's just that. And, and again, maybe I don't know about germs or how they spread. Maybe. Uh, I don't claim to be an expert on this fucking thing. I'm hiding in my goddamn house. They could have planes flying over my house all day with banners that explain how there's a cure. And I wouldn't fucking know it because I am just locked in my apartment unless I need ham. That's the only time I fucking grab my corpse and drag it off the fucking couch. Uh, we're out of ham and I got to go. And that's not even a thing. Like I, 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 I wasn't a ham guy. I was never a fucking ham guy. Look what this quarantine's done to me. I become a sauce guy, I become a ham guy. I was never a fucking ham guy. I'm I'm, I'm eating fruit, which is good. I mean, you don't want to get scurvy during the pandemic. That's fucking awful. You know why? Because the fucking hospitals are closed. Although that might be a welcome respite for them. Everybody's in there on fucking ventilators and intubated. And you just walk in. You're like, hey, man, look at these gross patches on my skin. They're like eczema. And I'm like, and they're like, hold on. Fucking scurvy Joe is here. They throw me into a bed and they feed me oranges. That's what I want. See, that's what nurses want, too. They want to wear their PPE. They want to wear their masks 13 hours a day. And they want a break. I, I will be the equivalent of a break for a nurse. She's been she's in there now. And again, because the COVID, we don't know what the fuck's going on. They cut off a guy's leg from Broadway, and there's a baseball player who's hard as fucked, and other people can't smell anything. What a fucking weird germ. It's just fucking taking over. It's just blasting the shit out of everybody from the inside out, which is, and of course, I'm telling you this like you don't know. You know this. We're all, that's all there is to know like now in the goddamn world. So I think a nurse would be like, holy fuck, these people with the hearts and the legs and the chopping off and the fucking scurvy. Wait, scurvy? Who's that guy? And they drag me in there and they're like, yes, look at this fella. Let's give him some citrus. Oh, we're tired of jamming ventilators down somebody's gullet. I don't want to hear somebody choking on their own phlegm. Give this dude a fucking citrus. Get him a mandarin. Somebody get him a cutie. Oh, let's peel a cutie for this fella. Some yuzu? Are are you from uh, Japan? Is that where you're from? I was going to say Japanese. Are you from Japanese? I'm not from Japanese. I'm not from Japan either. Uh, But I love Japan. Oh, my God, do I love Japan? I want to go back. But they won't have me. You thought they hated the Gaijin before when he got off the goddamn plane. I'm going to show up now carrying the germ and all the all the Trump baggage. And they're just going to they're just going to stare at me like it's my fault. Like I voted for the fucking. I think that's the thing. Next time I travel overseas, God willing, fingers fucking crossed uh, on a one way ticket. uh, If I ever go overseas again, uh you're going to have to bring like your voting record. Like I'm going to ask the government if they'll say, you know, can you guys just prove that I didn't vote for this fuck neck? Can you do that for me? Can you just let me bring some sort of proof to the people in not England? England doesn't fucking care. They want him. Norway, Finland, wherever the fuck I wind up, Ireland, although Ireland, I, I, I this is not, this is not a joke. I reached out to my buddy who lives in Ireland because I told you I was going there this year for two weeks. I, and you're tired of hearing that fucking story. I was going to do two shows. Whoa, look at me. The year of I will. Fuck off. Uh, so I was going to go to Ireland and do all that stuff. It would have been fucking amazing and fantastic. And I would have been like, yes, and look at me. But also, it was a super secret spy mission. I was going to be like Carmen San Diego, trying to figure out if I could set up a headquarters there and fucking live in town. I wanted to go to Shamrock Town. That's where I wanted to fucking go. I don't want to stay over here with all you people dying in the streets. I need to take me and my scurvy off to Ireland. Although they don't have any fruit in Ireland, do they? Is a, is a, is a fucking... See, I thought avocado because it's green. That's how dumb I am. Avocados are Mexican, right? Uh, they're from Mexico or from Florida. I don't know. But Florida is just as bad as a fucking foreign country. But none of the foreign countries are bad anymore. We're the worst. Other countries have to just look at us and just shake their fucking heads. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. We're in here. Too. There's Because, again, we're all just fucking trapped going, yeah, this blows. Half of us suck. Uh, half? Mm, that might be light. 
I don't know anymore. I have no idea. I think, well, because I want to go the other way. Half of us are good. You know what? I'm going to look at this country as if it were an optimist's glass. I'm going to say that it is, it is half full of, of jagoffs and half full of normally cool people. And a half half full of normal jagoffs who are somewhat cool sometimes. That's me. I'll go through. I'll throw myself in there. Look, I'm not going to proclaim that I'm the fucking uh, Schmitty of Sunnybrook, Sunnybrook Farm. That's not me. I'm not that guy. I'm not shining light in anybody's fucking life. Although maybe I am. Maybe I consider myself that. Maybe I'm a lantern in the dark. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a lantern in the dark. <laughs> Go, you know, you don't like it? Go listen to I Was Blonded on the Bulls. That's, that show's ready to be fucking downloaded right now. Bobby Hansen and Chuck Nevitt, just fucking odd couple, 7-5 and 6-7, staring at one another across a table with microphones, talking about North Carolina State basketball and how they played on the Bulls. Michael Jordan stared at them once. That's literally Bobby Hansen's anecdote. Michael Jordan looked at me once, and I hit a three-pointer against Portland that triggered off the fucking comeback. Chuck Nevitt is like, he was on, the, I think he was on the Laker. He might have been, he might have won a title with the Lakers too. Nevitt's one of those dudes because he was like a, back when the league would just sign junk. They're like, hey, we need a 7'5 white guy just because you never know. Throw that guy in and hit a three pointer at the end and give fans a thrill. They all get a free taco at Taco Bell or whatever the fuck, which I don't think that was ever a specific, but what if that was a specific promotion? If a 7'5 white guy hits a three pointer, free, free fucking tacos for everybody in the joint, then the Nevitt bomb, if he drops a Nevitt bomb, and then they, they name a Nevit Lupa after him. You go to Taco Bell, you get a Nevit Lupa. <laughs> I would love a Nevit Lupa. I would eat the fuck out of a Nevit Lupa. What about you? What about me? What about us? Uh, all right. So, yeah, go listen to that podcast. I'm sure they've got that. I'm sure Judd Bushler's somewhere. And he probably transitioned into being like a free solo athlete. I imagine Judd Bushler, like he's he was on the last dance and he was talking. And he's telling stories. These dudes can't even believe they were on a team with Jordan. Again, that would be that would like that would be like saying like, yeah, man, I went to high school with Superman. Like how fucking strange would that story be? If you're Judd Bushler and look, you're getting it done. You're practicing with everybody. I'm sure you're picking up towels. And, uh, and it's like, it's like revenge of the nerds. Bushler's at the entry to the shower. And, uh, someone's like, Hey, you know, karate and Bushler's like, no. And they put their jock and Jordan puts his jock on his face. Just fucking, there you go, buddy. <laughs> Pippin just fucking Ron Harper. They kneecap him, make him clean up the fucking locker room. Um, which I, I doubt Pippin would. Pippin seems like a good guy. Cause Pippin was just, you know, Pippin was along for the ride, even though he was a fucking, I loved Pippin's game more than Jordan's. I won't lie to you. I mean, look. That's a ridiculous statement. We all love Jordan's game because Jordan is fucking Jordan. Jordan's the best who ever did it. He's the fucking king. Yes, I know. Come at me with your Bill Russell and your fucking LeBron. And I get all that. Those guys are also great. Everybody's great. I don't want to have this argument. Sports I love. And everybody's like, I, I read a guy today and his take was, hey, the best thing about sports is having all those petty bullshit arguments about who's the best and what the, be- what the best team was. I'm like, well, first of all, those aren't petty bullshit arguments. They're stupid in the big frame of things. Uh, but also they're just, I don't want to argue with them. That's not the best part of sports. I like watching people play and win and it's fun and, you know, agony of defeat and that guy with the fucking skis going down the goddamn jump, Jim McKay saying his fucking name and a guy dies or whatever the fuck. That's great. But, uh, but it's not the best thing about sports. I hate arguing with people about sports because like I said, it's because, because again, nobody's civil. If I'm like, dude, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. Someone's gonna be like, fuck you. LeBron's the fucking greatest. It's like, whoa, 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 dude. This isn't whether or not you should wear a fucking mask. This isn't some fucking don't tread on me bullshit. You love LeBron. That's great. I think I think LeBron is is certainly top five of all time. Who's ever played the goddamn game? Oh, what about Kobe? Kobe's a fucking man. Or okay, good. 
You love Kobe? I think Kobe's in the top five of all time. Oh, Bill Russell is the fucking greatest. He won a million rings. Bill Russell's fantastic. I think Bill Russell is in the top five of all time. Oh, but what about Will Chamberlain? He was he changed the game with his height and he was fucking scoring all the time. You're absolutely right. I think Will Chamberlain is one of the top five players of all time. Oh, but what about our friend Larry Bird? Larry Bird is the best. He was filling it up and he talked a bunch of trash. You're absolutely right. I think Larry Bird is one of the top five players of all time. See, that's how I would handle that argument. Because I don't give a fuck about getting into a verbal wrestling match with anybody about the NBA. I mean, I have my opinions. I think Michael Jordan won 6-0 in the finals and he beat Hall of Famers in all six of those finals. So uh, I will drop the microphone on that. Right on, you know, you know who's not dropping the microphone? Chuck Nevitt, because he's going to hit Bobby Hansen right in the fucking head, because he's 7'5". He's like that guy in uh, fucking Naked Gun who wipes a banana off his mouth. You know what I mean? The fucking microphone just hits the goddamn table, drops off Hansen's head. Uh, but you know Judd Bushler's got a podcast too, right, doesn't he? And, he? and I'm sure he was all wide-eyed on that special, talking about Michael and practicing with Michael. And again, that's a story you tell your kids, of course. You're just like, yeah, I was on that team. I scored once, uh, which is perfect. And that's, I guess that's fodder for a podcast because... Holy fuck, what isn't fodder for a podcast anymore, right? That's, that's, uh, I saw a guy tweet as a joke, and I, and I will tell you this, I get irrationally mad sometimes. What? Me? Never. Uh, this dude, like he tweeted, I think podcasts should be like driver's licenses, and uh, you should have to apply for it with the government, and then you actually get a learner's permit to see if you can handle it, and if you can't, you don't get a full license. And I was like, um... In my head, I was like, well, that's, you know, that's a funny idea, I guess, because everybody in the fucking world now has a microphone and a voice and a fucking opinion. Uh, but at the same time, having done this for as long as I've done it and considering it my job and also considering myself to be good at it, which I know he wasn't talking about me. I understand that. Uh, but there's the irrational little guy in me who's just like, you know, you better shut up, man. This is my chosen industry and I've been here a long time, uh, which is just a stupid way to be. And I don't know why I sound like one of the Bowery boys. That just sounds fucking ridiculous. And that doesn't really advance the thing that I'm good at this podcasting stuff. <laughs> that doesn't advance the thought at all. Uh, tell you what, fella, don't tell you anything about my podcasting prowess. I'll give you a knock on the nose. Uh, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm done. You know who's better than that? Hanson. Hanson, he's telling stories about fucking college ball and hitting threes, and everybody's like, yeah, you're much better than that fucking Leo Gorsi motherfucker who's doing all that bullshit whining about tweets. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to be that fella. I don't know. But I mean, yes, everybody's got a podcast, and that's fucking brilliant. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure the 85 Bulls, because that's the thing. The, the worst part is like, I look, if regular people have podcasts, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. I, and I don't give a... F- Look, truthfully, I don't give a fuck about anything anymore, let alone myself or any of this bullshit. Uh, but if other real people are having fucking podcasts, that's fine. You know, because it's all, it's all, it's somebody with a microphone just going, you know what, I like gum. All right, good for you. Hmm, Beeman's gum, let's talk about it for 15 minutes. All right, you're lovely. What'd you like about Beeman's gum? Hmm, it's no blackjack gum. <laughs> that's the name of the show. <laughs> you had a gum show? Hey, man, I got a gum podcast. What's it called? It's just called Chew It Up, baby. It's called Blow a Bubble. There you go. That's the name of my podcast. <laughs> Fuck that. Ah, oh, Christ, folks. I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore with podcasting. Yes, I do. I know I do. I talk into a microphone. But I can't compete with the famous, the rich and famous who've decided, you know what? Uh, I'm stuck in my house. I'm going to go ahead and talk to the plebs. That's what I need to do. They need to hear my voice at all goddamn time. Somebody hook up a microphone. So, uh, so the likes of, I don't know, Mark Randall from, <laughs> why, why, why is it only ex-white bulls? It's only ex-white bulls who do it. Uh, there you go. Maybe they get all those guys on there and just be the ex-white bulls, the EWB podcast. Like, uh, like what's his fucking rush? He's got the EIB. They just got the EWB excellence in broadcasting. No ex-white bulls. That's our broadcasting network. And just give shows to all those fucking guys. Uh, and then like the, maybe there's legacies. You got a Sloan kid in there. Siri Sloan got a kid. He just died. He had like fucking 
Marfan Louis syndrome or what the fuck? What's that? Shaking hands? He had that bullshit. He had all sorts of stuff. He had he's one of those dudes who got hit with like all the names. Like he had he had Gehrig Parkinson's Louis Marfan syndrome or whatever the fuck. By the way, remember Louis Marfan? Fonzie had to fight him once in Arnold's for Richie's valor. He was going to beat up Richie and Fonzie took his place. And then Richie was going to step in because he didn't want to go. Oh, well, the Fonz is only the one who defends me all the goddamn time. Uh, but Louis Marfan wouldn't have it. He wanted to take on the Fonz. He brought the Malachis. It was pretty ugly. Um, let me let me ask you something. You think you think Judd Bushler is going to bring you a podcast about the Happy Days, Louis Marfan, Malachi Crunch fucking connection? No, he's not. He's not going to do that. He's just going to tell you a story about how he once wore Michael Jordan's jock on his face and then he went rock climbing, got his arm caught and had to cut it off. I, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Judd Bushler, he's he's the reason they made that movie. He went out uh, climbing a rock and he fell down and his arm got wedged. Is that a thing? Should I watch that? I don't think it is, right? Again, it's just a dude trapped in the fucking wild, and I know he's got to cut his arm off. So I guess the money shot is him cutting the arm off. Is that why I'm tuning in to that to that movie, to see a guy who can't handle his rock walking? Way to go, stupid. Way, uh, nice job. Would you wear the wrong shoes that day? If you're going to walk on a slick rock, you got to wear the sucky shoes, man. You got to get the fucking suction cups. Don't you know what Wiley Cody would do? Don't you know he would have the Acme fucking suction cup shoes? And he wouldn't. I, I, Wiley Cody never had to cut off his arm, did he? No. He, he, got, he, had a, he smoked a cigar that blew up his face, probably fell off a cliff a time or two. But then he got up and he dusted himself off and he says, you know what? I got to get the suction cup shoes next fucking time. But you, Bushler, you go out there, you fucking walk on the slick rock, you fall down, you wedge your arm in there and your jumper was never the same. Your jumper has never been the same. Um, and you know what's funny? Because, again, let's think about it. let's We're making fun of Judd Bushler now. We're not, we're not making fun. We're having sport. We're, we're giving him the needle. We're having a little fun with our buddy Judd Bushler. Uh, one-armed basketball veteran jock wearer on his face and podcaster extraordinaire. Judd Bushler, uh, we're taking him to task. We're going after him a little bit. We're having, look, we're giving him the business. Everybody gets a turn in the barrel. It's the Bushler barrel. And now he's in it earlier. It was the Bobby barrel. Bobby Hanson was in there. And then it was the, 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 the Nevit Neb, nebulous barrel. I don't know. I couldn't think of an end thing. Uh, so Bushler's in the barrel. Now we're letting him have it a little bit. Well, we love Judd Bushler because here's the deal. Even if you're Judd Bushler and, uh, Michael Jordan abused you and he put through a jock on your face and whatever the fuck, um, you're, you're still you're still better than 85 percent of the population of the world at basketball. And I don't think that's a, I, don't, I don't even think that's a fucking wrong estimate. John Bushler, although at the advanced age he's at now and with one arm, with one arm, certainly he's not taking anybody to task. But if Bushler had kept his arms intact, if he hadn't had his arms caught in the boulders and had to saw it off. Uh, let me ask you something. The guy, the guy, uh, look, we're, we're having fun with Judd Bushler, but I know it's a different guy with the rocks, whatever the fuck. That's fine. But. What's what's a worse uh, fate for that guy getting getting his arm caught in the rocks and then having to sit out there for, I don't know, a week, whatever the fuck it was. You see, like the end of the wild guy, you ever see into the wild, the end of the wild guy. Maybe that's is that the sequel to into the wild? That dude just fucking like walked away from his van and then he got his arm caught in rocks and he cut it off. Then Eddie Vedder wrote a very grim song about him. Oh, world. I can't even. That's me doing Eddie Vedder, apparently. Um. But if you're the dude who got his arm caught in the rocks in in uh, in fucking choppy army, I think it's what it's called. Yeah, that's what that's I, th- I think that's what they called it in Japan when they released it overseas in Japan. It was called choppy army. Um, the dude's got his arm wedged in a couple of boulders. Right. And then uh, and then he's out there for, like I said, a month, whatever the fuck. And it's hot and he has no water and he has to catch like a snake and bite its head off probably to stay alive. And he's got to eat a Gila monster or whatever. And then I'm sure, and it's the desert, man. We don't know what's in the fucking desert. 
there's giant ants and shit out there. And I don't mean giant ants like, holy shit, look at that ants the size of my thumb. It's like, no, there's an ant the size of a fucking 1974 Pinto out there for fuck's sake. And it's coming for you. It's got wavy antenna and longy fucking legs and pinchers. You ever see the pinchers on a fucking giant Pinto ant? You don't want to fucking get in the way of that. And then if your arm's wedged in a couple of boulders, you can't even fight it off. You got a left hand to go at, to punch this ant in the face like he can't come up behind you. And then the Zuni misfits are out there and they're just fucking ants the size of dogs with human faces. And they're fucking coming for you. Ask Bruce Dern. He'll tell you. So uh, this fucking dude's got his arm wedged in a couple of rocks and uh, and it's sad. He's out there. He's got to eat sand and sunshine. Uh, you ever have a belly full of sunshine? It's, uh, it's not nourishing. You think it would be. You're like, oh, I'm filled up, full up of vitamin D. But it doesn't get you through the day is what I'm saying. It's not substantial. I've eaten a bowl of sunshine before. I was poor growing up. Oftentimes we would be uh, we'd have to skip a meal. My mom would say, look, there's nothing for lunch today. Actually, my mom wouldn't say because she'd be at work. My older brother would say there's nothing for lunch today. And I'd say, oh, what a shame. And then I would take a bowl and a spoon outside and I would just eat sunshine right out of the bowl. Mm, oh, it's warm going down, uh, but it's not very satisfying. Certainly you're warm inside. It's like eating a big bowl of cocoa wheats or a big bowl of malto meal or some other alliterative cereal product. But uh, Boo Berry was <laughs> Boo Berry, not warm, but it wasn't warm, but it's certainly alliterative. Uh, um, <laughs> cookie crisp. Maybe we had a cookie crisp. <laughs> well, God, look, I'm going to quit there. I think I'm, I think I'm quitting while I'm ahead on four alliterative cereals or breakfast, uh, food products. Um, so there's a deal. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm caught in the, in the, uh, rocks, right? Eating nothing but sunshine, sand, and a snake head. As we've already reiterated, I had to eat a snake. Couldn't eat the ants. Uh, couldn't get a grip on him. Couldn't get uh, my hand on the antenna to snap it off so I could eat it like ant jerky, which we're all going to have to eat someday. You know, that's coming. I think I talked about this on a previous show. If not, I, I may have talked about it somewhere else. But I was in the store the other day and they had a bag of crickets like cricket chips and not even not even a joke. Potato chips or whatever the fuck made out of crickets. And it's like a novelty, like it's a brightly colored uh, b- uh, bag. And they're like, ha ha bugs, crickets. It's a new sense of protein and it's crispy and it's delicious. And I know right now what they're doing is they're playing on the novelty of, hey, trick your friends and eat some crickets. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. I understand that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to buy the bag of cricket chips so you can serve them at a party. And everybody's like, these are delightful chips. What are they made out of? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, It's certainly not corn. It's cricket. And then everybody spits them on you and they leave your party. So don't do that. Don't sneak up on people with a bag of bugs. That's not a good plan. Certainly not as, a, as an entree or an appetizer. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to sneak up on with a bag of bugs, then uh, dump honey all over their face, uh, you know, abominable Dr. Fob st- five style, and then dump the bugs on their face so the bugs eat their flesh. And then in the morning, uh, they're just a skeleton. That's good. That's, that's what you want to do with a bag of bugs. But don't bring them to a party and be like, hey, everybody, try these bugs. And everybody's like, mm, delicious. I almost did that at poker. Like I, I, when we used to go to poker in the before times, we would go to Chip's house once a month and I would bring weird chips. We'd have a taste test because uh, I'm a fucking psychopath. Uh, but I wanted to find the cricket chips and the closest grocery, I would always forget. And then the closest grocery store by Chip's house would not carry the cricket chips. And I was very frustrated. Uh, so I couldn't trick my friends into eating bugs. But then I also have to admit, I had an epiphany where I was like, why the fuck are you going to trick people in eating bugs? That's just a fuck stick thing to do, man. You don't want to do that. Nobody wants to eat bugs. And, and if they want to eat bugs, they're right there at the store to buy. That's the deal. But also, like I said, it's it's right now. It's just a novelty. It's like, hey, dude, look at this bag of protein slash crickets. Eat it. It's delicious, but it's not really. You're just eating bugs and ha ha get to tell everybody you ate bugs, right? That's that's what you're selling it on now. But I, I forward this to you. I forward this theory right now that you can take and run with. Uh, I say they're getting us used to the future. 
Yeah, that's right. Did you see Snowpiercer? We all saw Snowpiercer. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to I'm going to spoil something for you now because it's been years and you should have seen it by now. Snowpiercer is a movie where uh, Ed Harris is driving a super train around a frozen world. And uh, Captain America is in the back of the train and, uh, and he's he's forced to do all the work. Now, there are other people on this train, certainly, but right now, the ones I'm telling you about are Ed Harris, who's the captain of the train. He's got an engineer's outfit on. He's dressed like Choo Choo Charlie from Good and Plenty. And, uh, and he's making sure the Snowpiercer continues to roll through a frozen planet. Meanwhile, Captain America's in the back and he's putting coal in the ovens to keep the snow, the, the, the fucking Snowpiercer running. And what it is, is there's a bunch of poor people back there and, and like Captain America's their leader. And uh, the way the train works is just the way it look. It's a metaphor, allegory, whatever the fuck you want to say for society in the front of the train. Guess who's there? Well, it's all the rich people, all the rich fucks, the guy who invented the train, the guy who likes trains another guy who wrote a book about trains, all those people. And they're dining on like roast goose and all that bullshit. Meanwhile, in the back of the train, it's Captain America and a bunch of dirty faced orphans and decrepit old people. And they're the ones who keep the train running. Ha ha. Are you starting to figure out the metaphor here? So the uh, the old and the infirm and the minorities and Captain America are in the back and they're they're working on the, you know, the power lines and shoveling and coal and whatever the fuck is needed to keep the super train rolling. Now, I know you're like, well, why did they just pull over and, uh, and get some real train workers? Well, that's what I just said. It's a frozen planet. This is uh, this is a dystopian future in which global warming has uh, has not happened and global cooling has. And so they're on ice planet Hoth, basically driving a train in circles around some tauntauns. So they're uh, they're trying to stay alive and they're rolling around. And Ed Harris is like, ha ha, I love my roast goose. Uh, and then they're like, feed the poor. And they don't get clearly they don't give them roast goose. What the poor people subsist on. Are these blocks of uh, what look to be jelly or jello, like give or bite a. Hmm, what's that candy? Chuckles. Remember Chuckles? All right, Chuckles was like a candy that it, it wasn't quite licorice, but it also wasn't like it wasn't quite a dot. It was soft. So it was like a, a pillowy soft. Uh, it's a sugar cake is all it is. It's got it's got crunchy sugar on the outside and then you bite it and there's a, there's there's jellied sugar on the inside. So they took some sugar. They mixed it with some pectin and some green dye and a flavor of some sort because there's a green chuckle. There's an orange chuckle. There's a red chuckle. And then there's, there's, of course, the black chuckle, which you would give to your little brother. And then the name of the product made sense, because as your little brother bit into it and made a horrible face, you would chuckle right there and go, oh, look at this young man trying to eat black licorice. I have fooled him again because he just thought it was candy. Right. So uh, so these guys are eating what basically looks like a chuckle. That's not sugar encrusted. That's how they stay alive in the back. That's how they keep uh, Captain America and his minions alive. So then Captain America is like, you know what, man? Fuck this train and fuck these chuckles and fuck me having to hang around with these unimportant, uninteresting people. Let's go to the front. I want to talk to Ed Harris now. Everybody's like, well, you can't do that, man. You got to keep the train running. So basically, Captain America leads a train rebellion on the Snowpiercer, and he has an army of misfits that has to keep charging forward on the train. And it's really fun because in every train car, there's a different thing that they have to fight. Like they go to a school train car and there's like a, a teacher who's got a gun. And then there's like every there's the jungle room. It's like it's literally it's as if, as if Graceland was a train is what it is. And they're waiting to try to make their way to Elvis. So they got to fight their way through Sunny and Red West, who all have their own individual cars. And uh, and Captain America has to fight his way through Elvis's TCB entourage on the Snowpiercer train to get to the front car where Ed Harris and Elvis are eating roast goose. 
That's basically it. So you got to fight through the jungle room. You got to fight through the velvet room. You got to go through through fucking uh, uh, Jesse's grave is there. You got to fight through all of it. Um, so they get to the food room or whatever the fuck it is, the chuckles room. Oh, you know, I'm going to call it the chuckles room. I feel confident and safe in calling it the chuckles room. So they got to get to the chuckles room. And uh, as they get in there, there's like a big cement mixer. Uh, and, and they're like, uh, you know, and you can see it. It's like squishing out the, the blocks of chuckles or whatever the fuck, the protein blocks that they eat. And uh, there's some dudes in there who are like the chefs, the protein block chefs. They're like, what's in the protein blocks? Like, what are you talking about? They're like, what is it? And uh, and he runs up on the mixer and he peers inside the mixer to see what they're mixing up to make these uh, these goddamn protein blocks. And uh, holy Jesus, you just see a fuck ton of beetles. Like it's it's just a billion fucking bugs in this thing. And what they're doing is they're mixing them up really fast. So they get all disoriented and they squish them and they mix them with, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the bug blood or what makes it that consistency. And then they're squeezing out protein blocks for everybody to eat. And Captain America is fucking horrified to realize that he's been eating bugs this whole time when he's heard rumors of a roast goose in the front car with the Ed Harris and the King of rock and roll. So he's like, well, fuck this, man. So then he uh, he beats the hell out of the guys, I believe, in that room. And, what are the fuck? and then everything goes uh, awry. Snowpiercer's driving around. They try to get Dad Harris, whatever. Uh, the whole point of this is me pointing out that they were feeding the poor bugs. Now, the poor didn't know it then. But now, bugs are on the fucking shelf here. And I keep seeing these, like, they're, they're planting a story, like, every three months where they're like, well, the future of protein might actually be crickets or fleas or some fucking ridiculous uh, source of, uh, look, I'm not eating anything with an exoskeleton. And fuck you if you're going to come at me with a crab or a shrimp. Uh, they don't have it on when I have to bite them. All right, a soft shell crab does. You know what? Let's, let's throw out my statement. I will eat things with an exoskeleton. I will not eat things with six legs in an exoskeleton. All right, crabs have six legs. Enough of your nonsense. Stop trying to fact check this podcast. God damn it. Let me talk. I have the floor. Uh, they're putting out, so they're, they're, they're selling cricket chips because they're getting you used to the future. Because the food is running out, folks. We know this. <laughs> now he's on like Alex Jones. The food is running out, folks. We know this. The globalists are keeping the food from us. They think there's not going to be enough cows. They warn us about the methane. Well, I'm not worried about the methane. Uh, <laughs> that's fun to do till your throat starts bleeding. <laughs> so so that's, that's what I think these cricket chips are, man. I think they're advancing you a future in which you're going to have to eat terrible things and like it. Well, you don't have to like it, I suppose, but if you just want to stay alive, because I mean, we've all seen those movies in the future, like the road and shit where they're like, Hey, Oh my God, we found a shelter. That's got canned meat. Let's eat it. But then when they're out on the road, they're like, Oh man, I got to eat a, a, a mouse liver. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh fucking nobody wants to do that. Uh, Jesus, somebody do me a favor. Stomp out that groundhog. I got to pull his fucking kidneys out and bake him up. Groundhog awful is the way to go, baby. Woo. Awful. Awful. Uh, so yeah, everybody, they, 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 like, they, look, we're all going to be Rambo in the future. We're all going to be trained to eat things that would make a billy goat puke. Uh, but none of us have a troutman to save us. None of us have a troutman to, to talk us down. We're all going to wind up eating groundhog kidneys and, and fucking mice livers. And then we're going to be crying about uh, how we can't find your legs. That's our future. That's what we have. I'm warning you now. You're not going to get to the front of the car. Nobody listening to my voice. If you can hear the sound of my voice, if you're within the sound of my voice right now, I must warn you. I must tell you, even though you you know it 
in your heart, but you fight against the thought. You will never, ever have roast goose with the king of rock and roll on the front car of the train. Sorry. I know you're working toward it. I know you're trying. You and Captain America are punching a teacher in the face and going, yeah, this is the move. No, it doesn't work that way. The game is rigged. The game is rigged. Ed Harris and the king of rock and roll will keep all of the roast goose to themselves and they will stay there in the front car of Snowpiercer and you will never get there. You will try. You will fight. You will be climbing over other minorities and other uh, uh, people in wheelchairs and infirm, the indigent, the haunted, as my friend Jay Leno would say. They will be fighting your way all to the front of the, the front of the train to get a bite of roast goose and to put a bullet in the stomach of the king of rock and roll, but it's not going to happen. I don't mean to depress you. I don't mean to make you sad, but you'd be better off with your arm trapped between a couple of boulders in the desert. That's, that's all I'll say to you. Instead of on a snow, let me, I advance this to you. I advance this to you folks. Would you rather be alive with a whole bunch of people who are like-minded like you, but in the back of the Snowpiercer train and you all smell and you've been eating bugs forever or, or do you go the other route? Would you rather be in the desert, hot, no sunscreen, arm trapped between uh, a couple of uh, boulders and the only thing you can eat is, uh, is bugs and minestrone, which I would consider equally repugnant. I hate minestrone soup. I want to, I want to fight it. Like if I could fight a soup, I would fight minestrone. I wouldn't take on clam chowder because I'd be smothered in that fight. It would take me down and ground and pound the shit out of me. But minestrone, I would fuck up. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, minestrone would go and, uh, and they would hide a fucking gun behind the toilet chain and then they'd pull it out and they'd blast me in the fucking forehead like Clemenza. And I'm telling you, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, uh, well, I know it's not Clemenza, but don't fucking Mex is going to yell at me. Um, <laughs> so, Salazzo. All right. And the police captain. Right? So I'm, I were, look, man, we're vamping here. What do you want me to fucking do? Uh, so, so that's the thing is, is, uh, what, what was I even talking about? Oh, minestrone soup. Yeah. Minestrone soup would hide the fucking gun and try to blast me the fuck out because it fights dirty, but I would take on that soup. I would totally fuck dude. Let me ask you this. You have to fight a soup. Do you punch, you, you try to punch the vegetables? Like how do you take good? I don't know how to punch a soup. I mean, I can punch a soup, but how do you do maximum damage? Cause all you do is when you punch a soup, it just splashes all over. It just, it just gives it a wider base of attack. Cause then it's coming after you. Uh, but, but I, again, I, I look, I can't speculate now on my strategy, but I would tell you this right now. If I was going to fight a soup, it would be minestrone soup. Line it up. Here's what I want you to do. Get a, buy one of those sex dolls. You know, those sex dummies. Uh, <laughs> that's actually wrong. The sex dolls are the things you can buy. Sex dummies are the guys who buy the sex dolls. Uh, buy one, buy one of those sex dolls. But there's got to be a guy one, right, with a giant crank. Because again, I mean, and look, ladies aren't buying that either. That's just for dudes. Dudes who want to do like fucking gay Olympics at their house. And that's that. Don't tell me that isn't happening. There's guys who are just like, hey, I like ladies, and I certainly like pussy. It's the best. I love to taste it because it tastes so delicious. Uh, and then they buy like a dude sex doll with a giant crank because they're like, well, let's do some experimenting at my house, and nobody knows. I don't know where you hide a body like that, but I mean, good for you if that's what you want to do it. Because you know, there are guys out there they want to jump the fence. They're like, you know what? I might indulge in cock, but I'm very scared of AIDS. So you know what you do? You just you just buy a gigantic wedding cake figure with a huge crank. They got to make realistic sex dolls like that, right? I mean, not the blow up dudes from Bachelor Party, but I mean, they make those other sex dolls where you look at them, you're like, Jesus Christ, that just, I mean, and look, they just look like corpses, right? Those fucking sex dolls. Everybody's like, they're so realistic and they are, they're realistic. They're like crazy hot, except I got to imagine that they're fucking ice cold. So that's just for all the, all those fucking sex dolls are for are like, uh, 
incels and fucking guys who work in a mortuary, right? Just a funeral home director. That's who's buying the sex doll, which is fucking weird because he's got, I don't want to say access to a bunch of dead people, but he kind of does. He has access to a bunch of dead people. So what the fuck's he doing, man? Why are you buying a sex? Why are you spending your hard earned cash on a sex doll and you can be fucking corpses? God damn it. They're there for free. People pay you for fuck's sake. You work at a funeral home. People are paying you to fuck their relatives. You don't need to spend anything on a sex doll. Go ahead and pocket that cash, especially for the end times coming. And we're going to need your services. You're, uh, believe me, with all the shit that's going on, you're going to be super busy and you're going to have your pick of everybody you want to fuck. Every dead person who comes in the door is going to get fucking railed by you. So please don't spend your hard earned funeral home money on a sex doll. That's all I say to you. Uh, all right. I don't even know how the fuck I get into that. See, and this is the, I will tell you this, this isn't the kind of thing Bobby Hansen's going to bring in. These, these fucking guys, this isn't the thing Bison Daly is going to bring on his podcast. Well, well, he's not white and he's dead. So he's, that's two strikes against him in his podcasting career. That's a non-white dead guy. So I got to be honest. He's probably not going to have one of the bulls podcasts. Uh, I had blonde hair and I played for the bulls. How you doing? Bobby Hansen here. I had a jumper against Portland and it ruined their entire fucking decade. I ruined Clyde Drexler's career. I made Kevin Deckworth very sad. Although Clyde Drexler wound up winning a title uh, with the Rockets later. So I guess he was okay with it. I mean, he's not okay with losing. He didn't want to get fucking abused by Jordan. Because I mean, if you saw the last dance again, Jordan was like, oh man, Clyde Drexler. You know, it's weird. My name is Michael Jordan. His name's Clyde Drexler. He had an L uh, in his first name and an L in his second name. I only had an L in my first name. And, uh, and that fucking motivated me because <laughs> Jordan's a psycho. He was hogging all the L's. So I had to dominate him and I had to hang four more L's on him in that goddamn series, baby. Then he drinks cognac and cries. <sighs> Bobby fucking Hanson. Why is he in my brain? Um, maybe because of Portland, you know, cause you know what? That could be totally true. Like, cause all I've heard about in the news this week is fucking Portland and shit. So maybe that's why, cause Bobby Hanson ruined Portland. He was fucking dropping bombs on them before long before I couldn't even tell you who it is now. Bobby, you know what? Honestly, Bobby Hansen could be one of these fucking outfitted psychos who's up there in Portland now fucking up the program. I mean, because that's just what a fucking mess. What a mess this country's become. God damn it, dude. I don't even know. I I I, I watch these clips from Portland and then they have like there's there's all these different people. And again, dude, the people are protesting, which is fine, but then all of a sudden these fucking I guess they're supposedly Blackwater ops or but well, the secret police is what they are. They've come from my uncool niece. Who, thank God she's not in Portland. But still, these fucking dudes are just and I watch the clips and they're hiding in a courthouse. And then periodically they run out and they just shoot a bunch of tear gas and fucking um, flashbang grenades and shit at the people at the fence. And there's and there's more and more people every single night because all they're doing is motivating these people to come out and go, hey, man, get the fuck out of our city. Because nobody ordered you. Nobody wanted you. The mayor of Portland's like, get the fuck out. The governor of Oregon's like, get the fuck out. And this fuckhead who's the acting uh, Department of Homeland Security guy, Chad Wolf. Are you serious? Are you? I just I, I does anybody really need the 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 second guitarist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to be running the fucking Department of Health and Security or whatever the fuck? Chad Wolf. What the fuck? Just I, this is. Isn't that one of the dudes from Doom? The video game, like they had, you know, the, the Wolfenstein guy or whatever the fuck. Oh my God, this fucking dude. There's a, this is beautiful. There's a picture of him in aviator sunglasses with like a headset on, like he's in combat. The guy never saw combat. He's a lobbyist. Trump puts him in charge because Trump's a fucking clown and he wants to have some guy do whatever the fuck he says. And that's what you want to do is you want to give these assholes unlimited power. So they send in this fucking troop. And I see, I see the clips from Portland and I, I, uh, 
you know, look, I, I, we talk about uprising, we talk about rebellion, I talk about all that sort of stuff happening in the streets, and and you can see it because in L.A. we still have Black Lives Matters rallies every single day. There's there's gatherings, there's marches. Uh, I'm sure in many cities across this country that's happening as well. Even if the media got tired of covering it, uh, Portland at least has a lot of fireworks and a lot of wham bam boom, so they go ahead and cover those. But uh, but I don't know what these cops think they're going to fucking accomplish. You know what I mean? They're just they're just. I see these dudes because again they're they're Blackwater dudes, which means that they're fucking. Uh, what do you call it? Fucking mercenaries. Yeah, there you go. Like like when a special ops, whatever the fuck. But they just they're wearing camouflage outfits in a city, you know, literally, hey, good. Oh boy, I didn't see you there by the Jamba Juice. Good fucking cover, you idiot. Way to dress like the jungle on the streets of Portland, man. Uh and then they just come out and they shoot grenades and they hit people with batons and they're yelling and and what are you what is it for? What are you doing? There I know and then look, I know what they're fucking doing. Okay? Fuckneck has got them in the street cuz he's trying to provoke a deadly response. He wants he wants protesters to do something so bad he can justify sending in the troops and pretending that he's strong. That's it. That's the only thing he's fucking got going on. But then you see Portland and there's there's a wall of moms. Like that's what they're calling it. literally it's just it's just it's just women who should be home, uh, you know, tucking their kids into bed or working their second job at, at, at wherever or, uh, you know, whatever they're doing. I, I'm not I don't want to buttonhole these women, but but they shouldn't be out in the street taking rubber bullet fire. That's for fucking goddamn sure. But they feel so strongly about this cause that they go out there. You're you're energizing people you didn't need to energize You're you're whipping people into shape. You know, you're just you're just encouraging people to come forward. And now with the fucking. The, the the unemployment ending, man. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in this country. You know what I mean? Because now people have just been protesting Black Lives Matter and, and, and whatever the fuck. But now you're going to get real people thrown out of their houses. Like I saw a story that like 120,000 people just in L.A. County alone uh, didn't pay their July rent. 32% of the country didn't pay their July rent. And, and they're trying to negotiate or whatever the fuck. But now... In L.A., there's a double whammy because the the unemployment is stopping. And then also the eviction uh, moratorium is coming off the books on August 1st. So these fucking these landlords are going to get to go after people and and the people aren't going to have the money to back it up. And I mean, I don't I don't. What is the end game here, man? I, I, I talk to people like I talked to Ahmad, my buddy Ahmad. I talked to him for like three hours this week and uh and he's in Kuwait and he's observing this and he's just like, you guys are fucked. I'm like, I know, dude, I know. I, and, and I know that the rest of the countries, like people all over the place, look at us. We used to be, uh, the, the example, you know, I talk about how we were the world's policemen or we were the shining example or we were the, the chief exporters of culture or whatever. And people would look to us when we needed help. We would help when there was a disaster or a tragedy. We can't even help ourselves anymore. And, and even worse than that, nobody has any interest in helping anybody. And people do. People do. There's inherently good people still here. But the people in these other countries are in these in the that run the country. Steve Mnuchin and, and fucking Fuckneck and the rest of these guys. Like I, I tell you what, I've been watching baseball. Baseball I'm so happy baseball's back. Jesus Christ. And like and I'm torn about that. I gotta be honest with you. Like opening day was a couple days ago and I was excited. I was like, I woke up and I'm like, tool, you know what? I'm gonna get to watch baseball today. It's gonna be fucking great. And then Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, who were playing that day, the World Series champions, they were playing the Yankees in the marquee game. Uh, Juan Soto tested positive for the germ, and so he can't play now for like 10 games. 
in a 60 game season. And uh and it it just you know, I I'm still going to watch baseball. I'm still going to look for the distraction. I'm still going to enjoy it as much as I can. I just I don't want anybody to die. I don't want bad things to fucking happen. But I I guess these guys are going back and they know the risks and they're okay with it. And and so I can't be a person who who points at them and goes, ah, fuck this. You know, I think yeah, I started talking about the UFC earlier in this, I, I think, when I was talking. You know, I watched the UFC and I was I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Why are these guys doing this? Why are these guys fucking fighting? I don't understand it. They're just, it just doesn't make sense. You're going to spread the germ. You're going to make problems for everybody. But in reality, these fucking guys are, they're pulling it off. I, I So I have to stop rooting against things that I like happening. I, and, and, and I, so that's a weird thing. Like, do I think it's irresponsible to play baseball? Yes, I do. Do I think it's irresponsible to have UFC fights? Yes, I do. Are those things that I inherently love watching the UFC, watching baseball? Yes. Baseball's like my favorite thing to watch. I love it. And then UFC fights and football and basketball and hockey and all this other bullshit. I love it. Um, but I, but I also love my aunt Marge. And I love my mom and I don't, I don't want a germ to spread, but also I don't see my mom hanging out with fucking guys from the UFC. At least I hope not. What if that's terrible. That would be awful. It's my stepdad's uh, birthday this week. Maybe my mom had a party and she invited Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I, I don't know. Maybe he showed up. They're fucking hanging out. My mom gets high. Maybe she's with the Diaz brothers doing the Stockton slap at a couple of fucking weirdos. <laughs> Maybe that's a possibility. It's a weird time, man. Like you, because you can get in the mindset where you're rooting against baseball. Oh, I hope they don't play. I don't want them to play. It's just fucking stupid. And I felt that way for a long time. Um, but once it started to get pieced together, and if the players feel that it's worth it and worth the money they're going to make and they're willing to do it, then uh, then go for it. And I'll watch. And I hope nobody gets sick and I hope nobody dies. I put up a photo on opening day for the Phillies and I just put up, I was wearing a Phillies mask because Bridget got me a a Phillies mask and I put it up and I was just like, uh, play ball, go Phillies, nobody die. And, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily in that order how I feel that way, but, but I, but I am admitting that I don't, I don't want to be angry at the things that I love because they think they've taken enough precautions to move forward. But do I think it's inadvisable? Yes. Are there spikes everywhere? Are people still getting sick? Is it getting worse? Yes. Well, it's because nobody will fucking listen again. I mean, we have literally, we have the wall of moms. We had a wall of dads. We had the wall of vets in Portland. There's a clip this week of a Navy veteran getting beaten by the fucking, these, these fucking secret police dudes. I don't know what to call them. Like, you know, cause Gestapo seems strong, but at the same fucking time, they're, they're sent there with the mission statement of just what cracking skulls. Like, I don't even know what the fuck they're trying to accomplish. Like I said, nobody's destroying Portland. The only time it gets violent is when these fuckheads run out of the building and it's, it's fucking priceless to watch. And then even better is when you watch this shit, they come out and they're shooting stuff. They're shooting flashbang grenades. They're shooting rubber bullets. They're doing all this stuff. And then, uh, and then they fucking, they're being beaten by people with leaf blowers. Have you seen this? Like I watched a video about in Hong Kong, how fucking organized the protests are. Like they'll, they have a whole series of complex hand signals and flashing with lights and lasers and, and they wear masks and they have water for everybody and milk. And then they have leaf blowers to blow the gas away. And people just fucking throw the, they, they throw a bucket over the gas and then neutralize it with some waters and you can pour it on the tear gas thing or freeze it. And, and so Americans have studied this and in case again, look, um, just because the government is full of shitheads doesn't mean the people in the streets are fucking stupid. 
they're going to learn. So they start bringing the fucking leaf blowers to this thing. And when the second these guys shoot the fucking tear gas, they blow the leaf blowers to blow the gas back on the cops. And then a dude picks up the gas thing and throws it right back over the fence at the cops. And and it's comical to watch. Like, I, if anything, you, you fucking anonymous skull cracking assholes are doing nothing but emboldening a generation to see that they can resist and make it work. They don't have to take this shit lying down. They don't have to take you guys coming to town and, and you're, you're, you know, people have enough trouble with cops, you know, and, and abusing their authority. But now you got these fucking guys who aren't even cops. They're just, they're just fucking hired mercs for it's, it's like, it's like the dudes from Predator. Like literally, it's Carl Weathers and Jesse the Body Ventura and these assholes. But these guys are also pathetic. That you see them, they're just they're hiding in a courthouse. And look, I'm sure they'd love nothing more than to have live ammunition. They they'd love to take it. Because I mean, I just think to myself, what are they saying to themselves? Like in the fucking courthouse when they go in there and they're like, "All right, well, that didn't work." Um, Anybody else get any ideas? Well, let's try the tear gas again. Have you not seen the battalion of gardeners? There's a wall of Jose's out there. They got the fucking leaf blowers. They're blowing the shit right back at us. All right. Well, I don't know. Should we punch the moms again? Yeah, let's punch the moms again. That's not going to do anything wrong. But but the dads are right behind the moms. Yes, I understand. And then now they've got the wall of vets. There's dudes who are in the Air Force and the Marines who are right there in the front fucking lines. And, you know, when I watch these fucking things, because, again, I, you know me, I have a bit of a, I, I, I'm tired and old. I'm, I'm certainly the lion in winter and I don't, I don't like chaos. Like I, I don't want to be involved in chaos. Let's put it that way. Like I said, I want to watch it from a good safe distance as my friend Maynard would say. So I have to admit when I see this shit going down in Portland or any other street where fucking he's like, Hey man, I'm going to send like 500 fucking skull crackers to your city. And then I, in my mind, I'm like, well, there's probably 3000 people in the streets. Like, if these, you know, these people are protesting with, you know, they're hitting drums and they're singing and it's moms and vets and whatever the fuck. And they're not trying to cause problems or an issue. They're just, they're demonstrating. And then they get attacked by these fucking troops or whatever the fuck they are. These anonymous, like I said, these anonymous fucking jagoffs. And um, all these dudes in these fucking, in the camouflage houses, they're all the guys who, uh, they were the security at, at the hostel and hostel. You know what I mean? Those, they used to be in the, in the Chechnyan army. And now they're, they're like, Oh, we take our orders from this guy named Rick. You know what I mean? That kind of bullshit, all these fucking psyops, mercenary cosplaying army dudes, whatever the fuck they are. But, but they're also woefully outnumbered. You know, that's why they hide behind the fence. Now I'm not saying that anybody would do something bad. Cause that's the thing. These people are just out there protesting peacefully but part of me also, and again, because I'm the guy who wants to watch it on TV, I don't want to be there on the street when this is going down. But part of me wonders if at some point, like there's going to be a, a Kent State moment where somebody does something stupid and one of these black ops dudes shoots somebody in the face and really, really like kills them, just kills them or does something overtly aggressive. Like, is there going to be some flashpoint where these 3000 people just put down the drums and just beat these fucking dudes to death? Just overwhelm them in a World War Z fucking zombie horde sprint directly at them so they can't do anything but run away and hide in the courthouse. But some of them get caught and eaten. You know what I mean? Like, I, now I'm not saying I want that. But I'm not saying I don't want that. Because, again, this is what, you know, this this is and, and but that's exactly what Fuckneck is trying to get to have happen is he wants people to be violent. He wants people to go in there and fight and start brawls. And 
you know, he he wants there to be an incident where he can say, because, again, I heard he said he was going to send 75,000 agents into different cities all across America. And, and I'm like, dude, you don't have 75,000 troops in Europe. What the fuck are you doing? Are you going to occupy your own country with a bunch of fucking guys named Rusty who once fought in, in goddamn Grenada or Afghanistan and they can't find a regular job since they came home. So you're gonna have to outfit them in some fucking camouflage to hide out there by the soup plantation. What the fuck, man? And the thing that drives me crazy is the people who still support it. I've, I talked to a mod and I've said this to you guys, you know, if this shit was going down and there was a, a, a majority consensus that this was evil and wrong, I could, I could swallow it because I could see a finish because I could see an end in sight. I would see people getting sick, voting these people out. Not that that's going to mean anything, because again, Biden's going to get in. He's going to have a four year fucking mess to clean up. I, I get it. But what I'm saying is they, they, if there was a, if there was a way that you could tell me that, that this was, was going to be fixed or it was going to work with an election, I would not believe you. I, I don't believe any of this is going to happen because half the country thinks this is okay. Half the country still thinks this is good. You know, you can offer half the country the flowers and they'll still choose the fist. You know, and it's always the same tropes of, oh, these people need to go home and get a job. These need to, people need to go get out of the streets and they need to take a fuck, get a job. And, and I'm like, there are no jobs, man. So these people are in the street. Also, these people are peacefully walking with flowers and chants and, and cell phones. And these other dudes have guns and grenades and fucking tear gas. And they don't hesitate to fucking use it. They gassed the fucking mayor the other day in Portland. What the fuck? There's a wall of mayors. There's a wall of vets. There's a wall of mayors. There's a wall of moms. They're all there. And it it is... And also, I will tell you this, like I have, I have friends in Portland and my, it was funny, my friend, Chris, I just, I just wrote her this week and she made a joke and she's like, Hey man, it's, you know, it's, this is not what you're seeing in the news is not Portland, which is totally true. It's because they keep filming it like that, but it's also, it's probably some four block radius of downtown every single night, which, Hey man, downtown LA was pretty jumping for a while too. Cause there's a bunch of nightclubs all in one fucking area and you drive down there and there's people in the street and people running around and jumping on hoods of cars and it can look pretty fucking crazy. Uh, but the only thing missing in downtown LA, there's no fucking uh, <laughs> guys named fucking Corey dressed up in camouflage and shooting shit from behind a barricade. There's cops, much more lethal because they'll use live ammunition and don't give a fuck. I don't know, man. I took a week off, thought this should be fixed by now. I'd love to talk to you about Judd Bushler the whole time having his arm trapped between a couple of fucking rocks. What there was something else I was going to talk about that too with the guy fucking trapped in the rocks. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Here's what I thought. They made a movie about it, right? So let me ask you this: If you're the guy trapped in the rocks, you got your, your arm trapped in the rocks, right? And then uh, you're eating sand and sunshine and bugs, as we talked about. And your hand, your arm is trapped. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I got to fucking cut this arm off. Or things are going to go terribly awry. So you get the fucking whatever. I don't even know what he used. Did he use like a, a a donkey tooth or did he have an actual knife? I didn't see it. Did he sharpen a, a tin cup against the rock for for a week and then use the, the dull edge? I don't know. But he cut his fucking arm off, right? So let me ask you this. If you're that guy, what's a bigger tragedy? The fact that you were trapped for a week eating sunshine and cutting your own arm off in the desert or uh, 
James Franco playing you in a movie. Let me ask, six of one, which one do you think is worse? Do you want to have James Franco, known pervert, possible pedophile, and certainly uh, sex pest? Do you want him playing you in a movie? Or would you rather cut your own arm off in the desert? Choose now. I don't know, dudes. Fucking leaf blowers. That's my favorite thing, to watch these assholes get beaten by leaf blowers. You guys are getting like, you know, because we've all thought they were annoying. Everybody's like, oh, man, I fucking hate leaf blowers. They go off at nine in the morning. They've interrupted the show countless times. Uh, but now they're, they're they're like they're defeating weapons of mass destruction. It's fucking awesome. They're blowing tear gas back in the face of the oppressor. The leaf blower is now the fucking that's the preferred weapon. Back in the old days, it was a musket. You're, and people are loading that shit and shooting musket balls at fucking Hessians. Now they're just using a leaf blower to blow tear gas right back in the face of some guy named Joel who showed up for the weekend because he wanted to crack some skulls on a Portland street. And then maybe the next day go get some wings at Pock Pock because nobody would notice him without his fucking goofy ass camouflage on. Although I'm sure he'd smell like fucking tear gas because it's getting blown back into his face from the wall of Jose's wielding the fucking leaf blowers. Isn't it stupid? Isn't isn't all of it just so dumb when you watch it? You're just like, man, this is just I know it's tragic, too. It's tragic. There's terrible things. But but I told you, like I said, if I if I didn't think that that a chunk of the country supported this, I'd feel so much better about it. But that's why I don't see it fixing, because, you know, Biden, even if, if Biden wins, if somehow he overcomes whatever fuckery that fuckneck is going to pull off, if he wins, then they're going to do everything they can to make sure he doesn't get a judge. He doesn't pass a law. It's it's they've stolen this country, man. They've stolen it. They own it. It's bought and fucking paid for. And I and everybody's like, well, these guys will die. But yeah, you say that. But then idiots like Matt Gates show up and this guy's fucking 40. He's going to be stupid and on our radar for fucking ever. Tom Cotton, he, he's he's a fucking clown, but he's he's going to be on our fucking radar forever because they're just. They're churning them out at the fascist factory and they just keep fucking sending them out. And I don't know what to do. There's nothing to do. What do you do? I wish we could fucking get leaf blowers and blow Tom Cotton into the fucking ocean. Whatever the fuck. Maybe that maybe that's what we got to try. I see hope sometimes. I saw hope this week in in. In Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's speech on, on the floor of the house. And and I'd save your fucking bullshit takes of whatever the fuck. I, I just. You don't agree with her. Fine. I, I And that I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can watch because this is another thing, too. She scares the shit out of these guys. They can pretend that you, whatever the fuck they can dismiss her. They can try to treat her. You know, I see memes where. You know, she's she's portrayed as she grew up on Sesame Street. What are all this dumb shit where they got memes about her? Uh, but they are fucking terrified of her. Because I would vote for her instantly and I'm old. Young people would all fucking vote for her. I, I when I think about idiots, like I said, like Matt Gates or Jim Johnson or fucking these these other terrible fucking guys, Tom Cotton, and I say that they're going to be with us forever. I hope that she's with us forever to fight against them. I, I, I hope that she's the future of, of, and look, man, democratic party, Republican, none of it means anything anymore. They're all the same fucking guy. Um, 
there's this new wing where of Trump assholes who are doing terrible fucking things and ripping off the country, completely destroying it. And and so they're just like this mutated version of both whatever the Republicans and Democrats had become. But I see I see AOC and and you know that so if you don't if you don't know what happened, she she was on the steps of the house, she was going to do a vote, and another dude was coming out to do a vote, and he confronted her and he started screaming at her, and he had another guy with him. Uh, and then he was walking away. He called her a fucking bitch. And uh, and people heard it. That was the thing. People heard it. So then they, you know, they go to him. They're like, oh, you called her a fucking bitch. And he's like, well, you know, I have a daughter and I have a wife and I, I was not. I did not think that anyone was around or he like like his whole. Th- he never denied fucking saying it. He basically said, I didn't say it to her. He did that thing. We all do. You know, when you're just walking down the street and you go fucking bitch for no reason especially after a heated confrontation where you were screaming in a woman's face. God knows that wasn't directed at her at all. Then they go to the guy he was with, who was another fucking representative. And that guy's like, well, I was thinking about my district and what I can do to help the people of this great land. Get the fuck out of here. You smarmy fucks own it. If you're going to be a cunt own it, you're going to call somebody a fucking bitch. Just go. Yeah. You know what? I did. And, and here's the deal. Either own it and go, yeah, I meant it. I'm fuck. I would say it again or, or apologize. Just apologize. But none of these fuckheads will do that. None of these fuckheads are sorry for anything they've ever done or said. And they always act like they're put upon when somebody calls. Like, he's like, even now he's saying, oh, she's crying about this and trying to fundraise off of it. Well, hey, fuck stick. You called her a fucking bitch. You don't get to be the victim in this. You approached her. You screamed in her face in front of people who saw and heard it and you called her a fucking bitch. That's it. Own it. Just fucking wear it. You fucking dick bag. That's the thing that drives me craziest of all. Like I said, the fact that people support this is, is public enemy number fucking one, but, but possibly, you know, public enemy number fucking one a is the, is the weaseling out of it where they smirk and they smarm and they say shitty things and then they get called on it. And they're like, well, I'm just asking questions or I'm, you know, you know how I feel about this. It's, this is why it's over. The fact that today Sinclair TV stations are running a fucking clip that says that Dr. Fauci invented the coronavirus. The fuck is that? They're carrying it on their newscasts under the guise of, well, you know, you got to hear both sides. Well, you know, it's just a, no, you know, what you, we know what you're trying to do. You're trying to inspire some crazy comet pizza fuck to grab a gun and plug Fauci because you don't like him and what he's saying. Because he's trying, because people trust him more than they trust your stupid fucking government. I hate talking about this shit. I fucking hate it. I want to talk about the Bulls podcasts. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about Scotty Burrell getting taunted by Michael Jordan on the plane over and fucking over. That's, that's the shit. But unfortunately the world is, is not letting me. It's not letting me. I saw AOC speech and I was like, God damn. Yes. Fuck. Yes. It gives you hope. It makes you think that there still is decency in some areas and, and in government and with, with possible support with people. I, I don't understand. Again, I know polar opposites. I know all, I, don't, I just don't know how people can't look at her and be impressed. As I've said, she terrifies these fucking people. She scares the shit out of them. And that's why they run her down. Here's the best part. They I've I've heard they've described her because now what they're trying to do is they're trying to hang the Hillary thing around her neck. Uh, 
She's constantly complaining. She's screeching in that voice. She's almost Hillary-like with her complaining all the time. Oh, my God. So they're trying to make her like the shrew. That's always what they do. They, oh, oh yeah, she's a shrew She's because that's what women are to them. Women can't just be standing up for themselves. Women can't just be saying, oh, yeah, you know what? This is unfair, and here's why. No, they're a shrew. They're complainers. They bitch. They mind. They, they moan. They whine. And, and meanwhile, these guys are the biggest whining pussies on the fucking planet about anything, about beans, about blenders, about any, any fucking thing they can think of. They piss and moan about it. It's, it's, it's repulsive. But then she stands up for herself and they try to hang the Hillary thing about her because they're trying, again, they're trying to get the rest of the world or the rest of the country, certainly scared of her like they're scared of her. Because another thing that they do is they also say (laughs) that she's just a bartender. Ah, she's a stupid bartender. You know, she's just a fucking bartender. Ignoring where she graduated, how she graduated, ignoring that she was elected, ignoring that she, you know, she's, this isn't a movie. She didn't trick anybody. She's not Elle Woods. She was smart. She appealed to a constituency and they voted her in because they want fucking change and they want her to bring it and they trust her. So because of that, they have to try to erode that trust by calling her just a stupid bartender or saying she's screeching like Hillary or she's she's got ulterior motives. And it's like, dude, pick a lane. Is she this fucking Machiavellian figure who's going to fucking destroy things from within? Or is she a stupid slut bartender? Pick one, pick one, because she can't be both and she's not either. So, so find the one you're going to use, but that's the thing. They tried stupid bartender and you hear how eloquent she is and you hear she speaks and she's getting things done and, and people, they, you know, you see, you throw the bartender thing right the fuck out. It's, it's cute for memes and bullshit that I see every fucking day. But now they're trying to spin her into being this planner, this strategy person, this, this, and also complainer and whiner and, and like a, they, they complain that women are weak, but then they complained that Hillary was a bully. You know what I mean? Like, and now they're going to try to make AOC a bully, which is just the stupidest. They just try anything. They, they just come at everybody with the fucking cutlery exposed and they dig in their knives and do what they can to just run people down. Anybody who's a threat to them stealing everything in their fucking path. I, I, I don't know what's to be done. <laughs> and I hate being this way. I don't want to fuck it. Like I said, I don't want to talk about this shit. Who the fuck wants to talk about this shit? It's ridiculous. Idiots like fucking Elon Musk tweeting fucking that that they'll run coups on country whenever they want or talking shit. Elon Musk is just a fu- what a whistlehead that fucking guy is. Why is he even? Why do I even know his fucking name? I mean, I should know his name because he makes the fucking cars. That's it. He shouldn't weigh in on politics or social media or anything. If I had, dude, and I got, I gotta be. If I had fuck you money, if I had Elon Musk money, seriously, I'd find. 10 gray bearded motherfuckers to run my car company. And then I would travel the earth fucking endangered species. Like, I mean, literally, if I had that kind of fucking money, I wouldn't be on Twitter. Why would I, why would I be getting high and engaging fuck sticks from Rhode Island on Twitter and fighting with nobodies about the Flintstones or whatever the fuck when I could have my dick in a Greco toad frog? Why the fuck would I ever do that? Who's on Twitter beefing with these fucking nobodies, these people he's never met, these roaches that don't fucking, they shouldn't even be on his fucking radar screen. You've got uh, at least, at least, I'm just gonna say at least because I don't know how much he's got. He's got a billion dollars. 
He's got six kids. He's, he, he railed the fuck out of Grimes, whoever the fuck. I mean, he could go where, and, and he could, but literally I would go, I would fuck the elusive snow zebra. Like you wouldn't even hear from me. I, I, and I would, I wouldn't even fucking hide it. I'd bang the fuck out of that zebra and I would send a photo of it with just my thumb up, my cock in its ass and my thumb up. Ha ha, look at me. I'm so fucking rich. I'm fucking the elusive snow zebra. Not only did I find it, but now I'm fucking the shit out of it. And you can't do anything about it because I'm the richest motherfucker on the planet. I would, I would have my dick in a racist koala. I, I don't give a fuck. I would find all of these examples and tear them apart and, and advertise. Show everybody, look at me. Look what I did. This is how much fucking money I have. Fuck roast goose with Elvis on a train. I've got my cock in a fucking green wombat and you can't do anything about it. But instead he gets high and goes on Twitter. You st- what? What? Hey man, I'm a nobody and I'm poor and I'm on Twitter. I don't even want to be on fucking Twitter. I shouldn't be on there for fuck's sake. I'm on there too much. But this fucking dude has a, he's got a billion dollars at the very least. He could have more. He's building, he's building underground submarines and shit for no reason. I mean, I, if I had a billion dollars, I would be, I would be like a Superman of money and I would literally make the Superman suit with the S be a dollar sign. And I would show up, I'd fund all the GoFundMes. And then I would go to Flint and go, Hey, you guys want water? Let's fix your water. And they'd be like, it's unfixable. I'd go, okay, no problem. I will bring bottled water here for the next 40 years, enough for the entire city. Let's do it. Let's just truck it in. I mean, I, I I would solve problems. I would help people. I wouldn't get high and fight about Mr. Magoo on fucking Twitter with idiots. That's what we do. We're the idiots. Unreal, dude. And, and you know, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I, I, I looked in the, you know, I talked to a buddy of mine in Ireland cause I told you I was going on a recon there. Where I was like, well, maybe I'll move or whatever the fuck. But I just found out that like, I got to have, uh, you know, a blood relation for the easy way or else I have to be independently wealthy. So they don't think that I'm going to come and steal their resources, whatever the, f- I don't even know. And I don't blame them. Canada won't let us in. Ireland won't let us in. Uh, I can't go to, to Finway or Norfolk or whatever the fuck. I can't go to any of those countries and have herring with these idiots because I won't blend in with the blondies. They'll know I'm an American right off the fucking bat. We can't escape. We're, we're here. And all of us, America, you know what? In the world right now, America's the back of the fucking train. And I don't have any idea how we're going to get to the front to see Ed Harris. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can, uh, what else can you do? You can, Oh, I'm an Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that I am Instagram and Snapchat exist? My name is Mike four zero Y O B on there. Go ahead and become my friend, please jump in there. Why wouldn't you? I think you should. Uh, and then our friend Ryan Dirks is the web stuff for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Check him out. Our buddy Casey bills. I want to thank him. He helps me out with the YouTube stuff. Uh, and of course our good friend, David Hernandez, he's got an empire that he's just fucking making happen. Uh, he's got, you know, he does all the music and the artwork for this show. He's done great things and helped me over the years. Uh, but now he's got his own, his own deal, man. He's putting out on Facebook. He's putting out song videos of himself all the time. He's putting out, he's got his own podcast. Uh, first I'll tell you where to get him. You can go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, find him there, be his friend. 
Uh, and if you become his friend, you can go ahead and scroll through all those photos and his artwork there that he has and see the stuff he's done for me, stuff he's done for his own stuff. Uh, it's a lot of, I can't say the word stuff too many times on this podcast. Uh, but if you check out his page, like I said, go through his photos. You'll see the artwork he's done for the Westside 86 Jokers page, which is my fan club page. You can join as well. Uh, and also he did the artwork for this show for a very long time. He was doing it weekly, um, you know, when the show came out. And, uh, and now he does the YouTube and Facebook timeline once a week uh, combo, which is really cool. So you should check those out. He's got them all in folders at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. And also, if you become his friend on Facebook, you can join his cult. What's that? Yes, the man has a cult. Uh, it's called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. It's on Facebook. It's a meme-driven cult with all sorts of characters. I think there's a there's a, a, a lima bean that gets fucked by Elon, by Elon Musk. There you go. If I was Elon Musk, I would fuck the fuck out of that sexy lima bean on Mex's page. You're goddamn right. I'd, I'd fuck the, the toupee fridge. I'd fuck the hot chick we can see through her clothes. Uh, I might fuck uh, Slumpus McGumpus. Who knows? If I'm Elliot, my, Elliot Musk, who's that? Is that Elon's brother? If I'm Elon Musk, I'm showing up on the This Is Dumb, That's Dumb page and fucking railing everybody in sight. I might take down a campos or two. Uh, so if you go there, the, the, this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb. Like I said, you can try to join it there on Facebook and then uh, you'll get some questions. Please answer them. And then you'll be allowed entry into this wonderful world of mechs. Uh, and then, like I said, the man's got a podcast. That's right. What the fuck? A podcast? You're goddamn right. He's got a podcast. Uh, it's called the Flem Cat Podcast. It's available right now at Apple Podcasts. You can find him there. He may be at other places uh, now, but I know for sure Apple Podcasts. So I'll tell you that right now. Uh, if you go there, please uh, just look for the Flem Cat Podcast. Flem, P-H-L-E-G-M Podcast and, uh, and Flem Cat Podcast. And you'll find it there. Uh, and you'll hear tales of his, of him not being able to stand up when he fishes. You'll hear amazing things. He does great stuff. Uh, and, and he's the goddamn best. He needs your attention. Please go ahead and check out the podcast, the phlegm cat podcast available right now at Apple podcasts. It is there waiting for you. That's what I did. It is pointed. <laughs> and if you want to hire him to do some artwork, you can do that as well. Uh, the man's got amazing artwork available right now. You can go ahead. Oh, look, well, first of all, he can sell existing pieces. Uh, he's got those that you can ask him about, but also he can create anything you want him to create. Once, once you go check out these pages, you're going to be like, oh man, check this dude out. He's got all sorts of cool stuff. And then you go, I wonder if he can do that for me. I'm here to tell you, yes, he can do that for you right now. Go ahead and ask him. The man will get it done. Um, artwork is available. Oh, I think you got to contact him directly. Yeah, go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and tell him what your idea is. He, he can do your Facebook caricature. Or he can paint a giant fucking painting for your foyer. I've seen him. I've seen his amazing work hanging on listeners walls. He just does such, such good stuff. I My S's are whistling today. What a lisper. I got to stop being such a lisper. Hold on. Let me get some water. Let me wash this whistle out of my mouth. I'm going to wet my whistle, but hopefully wash my whistle away. Nope. Right when I said whistle, there it showed up again. God damn it. Uh, all right. So go ahead and get Max to do your art. And also, like I said, not only are you going to check out the stuff on Facebook, but you want to go to his website, artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. You can check it out now and see all the cool ass artwork that he's got there waiting for you to see and experience and love and enjoy. See the work he's done in the past and then think to yourself, well, he could do work like that for me right now in the future. Look at that. It's a time machine. You go look at his past. His past can become your future. Why not hire him? Get the man on board to do some stuff for you. So the Flemcat podcast is available at Apple Podcasts. And then, of course, he's got the artwork 
the the you know that he sells art by dmh.com or any of the stuff that you would see at facebook.com slash david mix hernandez check it out there the man is very busy doing awesome stuff uh we have sponsors for this show yes we do do we have sponsors you're wondering of course we do i'm here to tell you that right now uh our good friend fearful jesuit and the paranoid strain podcast uh, that's available right now in the iTunes store. His most recent is a recap show uh, in which he's telling you they're basically catching up with all the conspiracy theories they've talked about in the past. I've told you about it. Everything from uh, from terrorism to chemtrails to uh, to Alex Jones stuff to flat earthers to 9-11 to QAnon. QAnon, by the way, this is funny. Uh, my good friend uh, uh, Ahmad because he lives in Kuwait and is living uh, the life of a normal person these days. Uh, you know, they've got the germ there too, and they, they have to wear masks. They're mandatory. They can't leave the country, which is, I mean, why the fuck would they want to? The rest of the world is ruined. Um, but he's doing good things. He's back at work. You know, he's working. Uh, I think he works two or three shifts a week because they, they bring some people in and they bring some people. In. It's this weird thing. They split their shifts. So they're not, they don't ever have too many people in the building at once. Um, but as he and I were discussing the demise of America and how everything has gone to hell, <laughs> he uh, he was not he wasn't familiar with QAnon. I think he'd vaguely heard of it, but didn't know what it was. And I'm like, well, that is the thing that's going to eat us. You know, it's funny. I know Jesuit does the shows and he talks about it and he points out how stupid and silly it is. But um, every day I'm finding more people who are believing it. And and I I see them you know, doing, they're getting, they're going to be elected to the, to the Senate. They're going, it's, it's, that is the thing that is going to kill us. The, the people, the just asking questions, people, the misinformation people, all of that shit is going to flip people and they're going to, they're going to believe it. And eventually there's going to be a war in the streets of people shooting each other over this nonsense uh, because they all believe in Q. And it, what's funny is like, even if, even if fucknet gets voted out, like I said, and sleepy fucking takes over, uh, you think that won't just intensify the Q stuff. Then they'll, then they'll go really crazy. Cause then they'll be like, Oh, Q's Q went rogue. And now he's telling us from the inside, but he's got connections. It's just going to be because these stupid fucking people will believe anything. They just will. It's like Dwight Howard is a basketball player. And uh, he's been walking out outside without a mask in the bubble, the NBA bubble. And they can't, you know, this is a multi, multi hundred million dollar industry. They have the entire NBA in Disney World waiting to start the season again. And they all have to observe precautions. And this fuckhead is walking around without a mask. So they have a snitch line where people can call up and go, hey, I just saw Dwight Howard without a fucking mask. So then they warned him. I think they fined him after the second time. So then he went on Instagram and he basically did what all these assholes do. He talked about how his rights are being infringed and, you know, he doesn't want to wear a mask, but he understands. And so he'll obey, but he doesn't think it's fair. And then he talked about how he's anti-vaccine and he goes, it's look, it's just an opinion. You know, you guys can do what you want. I'm telling you right now that I don't believe in vaccines. I won't take them. And, uh, and this is a guy who's got like nine kids from 12 women, something, some ridiculous number like that. And, uh, although the math might be off on that. Could it be 12 kids from nine women? I don't know. Who cares? It's Dwight Howard. But he he gives an anti-vaccination screed on Instagram. And then he's like, hey, man, if anybody comes to you, like you can say that you're you're anti-vax and all this stuff. But you know what? If anyone comes at you and challenges you about it, you dig your toes in and you don't relent. And you just tell them this is my opinion and it's what I believe. and You can't tell me what to believe. And it's like, no, no, this isn't opinions, you fuck. This isn't 
vaccines being real. That's science, man. That's fucking, that's real shit. Well, they won't tell us what's in them. Well, fuck you, man. You know, maybe these fucking guys don't want to tell you what's in it because eventually, maybe they'll come up with a bad one and they'll kill Dwight Howard. What if they had an anti-Dwight Howard vaccine? I'd take it. So I don't have to hear his dumb ramblings. Kyrie Irving thinking the earth is flat. Dwight Howard thinking the vaccines. Are, well, I mean, just what a mess. So that's what I mean. It's like this shit's going to kill us, whether it's from someone not giving their kid the shot for fucking uh German measles and then it kills 40 people in the school, which then take it. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just ignorance is death and it's here in, in fucking spades. Like it's not going anywhere, man. I don't get it. These people who seem to think that they're, they're so ignorant. They think their freedom trumps anybody else's. And that's a real thing. Like when you see these ass fucks who go to a fucking dentist office and they're like, I talked about this chick. I know I did. But she's like, there's 15 people with masks and she doesn't have one. And she's like, well, you still have to clean my teeth. They're like, no, we don't get out. And she's like, you know, I actually called my lawyer before I came over here. And he told me that I didn't have to wear a mask. So I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue this company. I'm going to sue everybody unless you call. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, how fucking shitty is your life if before you go to the dentist, you call the lawyer to go, hey, do I have to wear a mask in the dentist's office? I mean, it's, it's now you're just trying to be an ass fuck. Now you're just trying and going out of your way to be a fucking clown. You know, if you want a whim, just wander into a grocery store without a mask, then you're a dick. But if you actually call a lawyer and try to set up some bullshit, because that's that's all this country has become. That's the battle cry. Sue him. I'll sue you. I'm going to sue you guys. For what? Because we won't let you in the fucking store to buy goddamn English muffins without a mask on because you might kill somebody. Jesus, fuck. And then these assholes who walk up and spit on people or they cough in their face and all that. It's like, dude, just this, this experiment is over. And I hate to be that way. And I felt this way for a couple of years, but to see it driven home so fucking succinctly by the fact that there's a pandemic that could actually be cured if people cooperated and people won't fucking cooperate is insane. I can only hope that in 10 years, fearful Jesuit still has a paranoid strain And there's still a planet to talk about. And he can look back fondly at this and tell stories of how he overcame it. Although I don't see that fucking happening at all. (sighs) Paranoid Strain Podcast is available right now in the iTunes store. You can download all of the episodes, get them all, listen to them all, listen to our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, his friend, Dana Unicorn, and uh, an amazing tales of people who are just continuing to do dumb things and he debunks their conspiracy theories and yet they keep growing like fucking weeds uh but you want to hear him take them down in a very entertaining fashion go ahead and check it out right now if you want to write him a note you can the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com is the email address uh so go ahead and contact him and say to him, Hey man, what's going on? I love your show because I love Mike and Mike told me about your show. And isn't this awesome? And he'll say, yes, of course, but he'll say it in a much better voice. And he'll also be in a closet when he answers your email, because that's what he does. He hides in a closet and answers everybody. (laughs) That's how his voice works. Uh, but he's fantastic. The show's fantastic. Go ahead and check it out right now. The Paranoid Strain is in the iTunes store or the Apple Podcast store and uh, where you'll probably find it a bunch of other podcast places too. Uh, my neighbor just slammed a door and... Oh, didn't slam his other door. There's two doors. He didn't slam the second one. Maybe he heard me say that. Good Lord. Oh, no. Um, so go check out the Paranoid Strain podcast. Fearful Jesuit getting it done. His sidekick, Dana. 
just telling you about the peccadillos and stupidity in the goddamn world. Stuff that I honestly, like I said, I wish I didn't have to fucking talk about it. I just wish I didn't. But that's what happens in this fucking world. Uh, also, our good friend Rob Matsushita. He's got his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash stayhome2020, youtube.com slash stayhome2020. Go check out all the videos that the man has posted. I think he's got, uh, I think there's nine all day, possibly 12, maybe nine. I don't know. Uh, new episodes are on hold. They're getting done because he's going ahead to put together a bunch of stuff. Uh, but all go check out the older episodes because they're all fantastic. I'm in one of them. Uh, it's certainly not classing up the joint, but I'm in there. Uh, but you want to go ahead and check out all the episodes. Nine of them right now are at youtube.com slash stay home 2020. That's our friend, Rob Matsushita, uh, who we enjoy and we love and, uh, is, has been here from the jump. So thank you, Rob. I appreciate you thinking of me. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I told you guys, did I talk about this last week? I might have, uh, <laughs> I had, you know, I had a whole thing with Amazon and then I had to appeal. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you that my appeal was denied. So I am no longer an affiliate. So no longer do we get money. They get money. You get stuff. Uh, Now they will get money and you will get stuff. I will no longer get money because Jeff Bezos uh, has not made nearly enough money. So he went ahead and he cut me off the corporate teat as I was suckling that sweet Amazon money. Because I I, this is a guy who's worth two hundred billion dollars. I was making one one billionth of that a month. And they felt, you know what? This is a guy we've got to send on his way. We got to cut this guy loose because someone he knows may have bought up a product on there once. I I don't even know. I still don't understand it. They said it was, it was that friends of mine were using the link. And I don't know if they expected me to market only to a subset of people I've never met. I, I don't know what they were thinking. And also you guys all know me because you listen to a podcast. And just because I've met you, I I guess that meant you weren't supposed to use the link anymore. I don't know because I can't. There's no tribunal. There's no explanation. Uh, All I know is they've whacked me. I'm no longer an affiliate. Uh, I will not talk about it after this week, but I had to share that with you. And also, here's the fun part. Uh, They kept uh, the money they owed me for May and June and July. They just said, yeah, no, you don't get any monies owed either. They willy wonked me. They said, you, et cetera, et cetera, e pluribus unum, et cetera, et cetera. You get nothing. And, uh, and I've got news for you. I am keeping Bezos' everlasting fucking gobstopper, and there's nothing he can do about it. But, yeah, they, they, they sent me packing. So you won't be hearing about that anymore. And, uh, but if I do get any more sponsorships or any more sort of affiliations, I'll be happy to tell you about them going forward. Uh, like the one I have with Cameo. You know this. I'm on Cameo, right? You guys know that. Cameo.com or no, it's bookcameo.com or the Cameo app on your phone. You can hire me to say hi. You can hire me. Look, you can you can buy one for Bezos and I'll send him a note and tell him what a fuckstick he is for cutting me off when he's the fucking richest man on the goddamn planet. How dare you? How dare you cut me off, you fuck? You know, I feel like I feel like um like in a Bond movie like Blofeld uh, with all the money and then he like fired a henchman and the henchman's like, I don't even make any. What the fuck? I, I didn't do anything. And Blofeld's like, no, you talked to the wrong person in HR. It's like, what, what? Why are you firing me? Furious. Just fucking furious. But that's life. Uh, and as funny as it seems. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, find me at a Cameo. Hire me to do something. I'll call your friends. I'll call your enemies. I'll call your, your relatives. Uh, and I'll, like I said, I'll drop a message on Bezos. Well, I don't call anybody. I make a, I make a video for them. Whatever the fuck. Just, just download it and check it out. 
and don't get caught up in all the celebrities and shit like that. I'm cheap and I'm on there and I'll give you, I'll give you some bang for your goddamn buck, man. Uh, so find me at the cameo app, please on your phone or at bookcameo.com and hire me to do that. We've got a Patreon page, as I've mentioned many times before, and I'll mention it again. If, if you're going to support this show, now is a very good time to do that, particularly with Amazon cutting me loose in the midst of the pandemic. <laughs> it would be really cool if you thought of me and, and helped out the show. Now, I know you've earmarked most of your supporting funds for people like Bobby Hansen, and I was blonde and I was on the bulls. It's a wonderful show. Uh, but I have to think Bobby was smart with his money and, and he doesn't need your support like I do because I was oh so non-smart with my money. Uh, <laughs> but you can think of me at Patreon. Go to Patreon.com and look at for Mike Schmidt or look for the 40-year-old boy and uh, it'll come up. It's on there right now. You can support me there at Patreon and go ahead and become a patron of this show. That would be fantastic. Like our good friend Kilt Bill has done. That's right. Our good friend Kilt Bill has started a Patreon uh, where he's giving to me every week, and it makes me extremely happy. Thank you so much for thinking of me, Kilt Bill. You are a great friend. I love you, buddy, and I can't wait to see you again once all this bullshit ends. Come down here. You can have a cigar. We'll go get some fucking chow somewhere and have a really good night. That would be or a couple of nights. Go ahead and fucking hang out. Uh, I I, I want to see my friends, man. God damn, do I want to see my friends? I know that's un- I almost got I, I keep threatening like I'm gonna hop in the car. I'm gonna drive to Denver. Right, <laughs> this bullshit. I mean, I'm zooming with people. That's cool. Bridget and I are doing movie nights. I zoom poker nights, but it's just, it's just, you know, it'd be cool to fucking hang out. So Bill, you know, that's on the agenda. Uh, so be a Patreon like Kilt Bill and then, and then possibly I'll get to hang out with you at some point. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it? Let's all get together. Like I said, let's get that fucking Schmidt compound. Let's get a house together and big chill the shit out of it. Throw a football around. We'll cook. We'll watch Michigan football. God damn. That's a fantasy. I want to live out. Uh, by the way, you can also support the show with just PayPal stuff. So if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, in the upper right-hand corner of every page, you'll see a little Schmitty with a donate uh, uh, pocket out type of thing. You can click on that and give money via PayPal to the show, just like our friend, brace yourselves, Kilt Bill did this week. You're goddamn right he did. The man went ahead and said, you know what, I'm going to set up a Patreon and I'm going to send Mike a, a chunk of cash, which is unbelievably generous. Thank you so much for thinking of me, Kilt Bill, on both ends. And that means we get to hang out for four days, two for each of these, two for Patreon, two for this. Why don't you just move into my house? You know why? Because I don't don't have any room. I've got two chairs and a couch and you have a home. You have a garage where you actually smoke cigars and have a good time. Ah, see, you've got a much better setup than me, which is why you're the one giving me money. Now, if you were a broke slapdick like myself, maybe I'd be giving you to your Patreon, Kilt Bill as you created cigar smoke and kilt pictures, which would be fine. Uh, but I, I instead am on the other end of the stick here. And you're very nice to think of me Patreon wise and PayPal wise. So be like Bill, everybody become a patron at Patreon, send something via the PayPal. Uh, you can also find me on the Twitch channel. I'm on there, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm streaming on there virtually every day, uh, playing Jackbox puzzle games. I was playing ghost of Tsushima, which is a, a, uh, a samurai game, which I'll be playing. Sometimes I'll be playing puzzles. Sometimes mixing it up more than playing the same thing over and over. I got to mix it up. I think for people that's I'm, we're feeling our way, even a year and a half into this enterprise, we're still feeling our way. But if you come to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, you can follow and subscribe to the channel. You can check out shows. Uh, just recently, I guess never not funny fans have learned about it. So they've been coming over to hang out, which makes me happy. I got, I had a weird hiccup there in the middle. Uh, they've been coming to hang out, which makes me happy. And, uh, any of them who want to support too, that's fucking cool. I don't know why I'm talking to them here. They come to the stream. <laughs> They're not listening to this. Uh, 
Uh, so that exists, folks. If you want to come down there to the uh, to the to the twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, watch me play games, watch me talk about uh, we wind up talking about fucking chips and all the, all sorts of nonsense before the show starts. Sometimes we do a trailer park. We just watch trailers. Uh, sometimes we play games. Sometimes I just talk. It's it's almost like getting this podcast uh, every single day. Wouldn't you love that? Oh, my God. Don't you want to have that in your face? No, you don't. But that's OK. It exists. As long as you know the possibilities there that I am happy. So find me at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Find me at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. All of our YouTube stuff is there. Now I know you're thinking, yourself, what is all of our YouTube stuff? Well, you can watch me doing stand up from 2007. That's always a fucking bonus. Uh, and then all of the shows, of course, all of these, uh, the, the, the podcasts, the entire archive of the 40 year old boy is available there uh, for you to listen to. Why not jump in from the beginning and listen all the way up to this week? Uh, that's only I think year 12. You got to figure that's 520 plus where this is 40. So 560. Um, well, no, 520, 572 plus 40. We're at 612 episodes. Jesus, fuck. How crazy is that, man? That makes no fucking sense. Uh, and some of those some of those years I did bonus episodes, too, and, and all sorts of bullshit. Jesus uh, 612 episodes of me talking about this. And you guys, some of you have been here from the beginning, and I thank you. Uh, but some of you have been here and, and if you haven't supported yet, Hey man, it's been 612 fucking episodes. D- do me a favor. Step up. You want another 612 of these? You probably do not, but still it doesn't mean you shouldn't support the goddamn show. So please do that. I'd appreciate it very much. Um, uh, cause I need money. I need, I, yeah, I gotta pay rent. I gotta pay uh phone bill. I gotta pay gas. I gotta buy a gun. Uh, I got all this stuff on my list. Um, that's not even a joke, man. You know, it's funny. I, I, some dude got tweeted. Now, look, I don't even know if I told you guys this, but some dude got tweeted into my fucking tweet stream and he's like, hey, liberals, uh, might be good to have a gun now so you can write me with questions. So I was like, all right, I'll take a shot. And I know Eric, like who used to produce this fucking show. I got to contact him. Did I talk about this with you guys? Serious? Another thing. I will tell you this. I think I talked about this on fucking Twitch. And so I don't know if I brought it to you guys too. Oh, I'm a fucking mess. All right. Indulge me. We're almost done here. Fuck. Who cares? So... um. I asked this dude, I'm like, and I literally, I wrote him. I'm like, dude, listen, I don't want to use a gun. I don't want to own a gun. I don't even want to type the word gun, but it seems like, you know, it might be a, a decent thing to have. I don't know. And, and he's like, all right. Uh, he's like, well, that's cool. What is this for home defense? And I go, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I said, honestly, what I want to do, I want it to be an ornament since it's in my gun safe forever. I don't ever want to pull the fucking thing out. And, uh, and he's just like, all right, here's what you should get an AR 15. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude, I just told you, I don't want a fucking gun. Now you're going to give me this thing that I'm going to ventilate a fucking whole crew of people at a bar. I don't want to do that shit. That's a lot of gun. I even typed him. I go, that's a lot of gun, man. I go, that's a non-starter. It's not happening. And then he's like, all right, well, you should get a, uh, he said, here's what I use an X-Tar EP nine. Or you should get a CZ Scorpion. And I'm just like, what the fuck have I gotten myself? And then, so now I'm thinking to myself, is this guy like a trap? Like, is this guy a guy who lures in liberals, whoever the fuck guys who never had guns and he tricks them into buying these fucking crazy expensive nonsense? I don't even know, man. But then I Googled it and I got to admit the X-Tar EP9 is cool as fuck because it's a pistol with like a fucking elbow grip and then it's got a handle on it and you fucking hold it and it's still just a pistol, but it's a way to straighten your shots out with the bend of the arm. The fucking thing goes into the crook of your elbow and you're fucking blasting people. And then the CZ Scorpion, like I would just get that. So I, I, and also 
I gotta be honest, if somebody breaks into my house, I wouldn't even shoot them with a CZ Scorpion. I just go, hey, motherfucker, I have a CZ Scorpion. Just that alone should send them running. Because you say Glock or you say I got a revolver or you got a Magnum and none of that shit is scary. Magnum's sort of scary, I guess, but now people think of condoms more than guns. But dude, a fucking CZ Scorpion? And you know what I wish I had? I wish I had a gun that actually shot fucking scorpions. How great would that be? Just fucking blasting people with rodents? Fucking stinging rodents. I want to blast Wait, is a scorpion a rodent or a bug? I don't know, but it's got an exoskeleton, which means, guess what? We're probably going to eat it in a bag of fucking chips in fucking two years. Within two years, we'll be eating scorpions, too. We'll be fucking grinding those into something, and me and fucking Captain America will have to get to the fucking middle car to find out they're scorching scorpions into a guy to protein block, and then we're all going to have to get out our fucking X-Tar EP9s and CZ Scorpions try to storm the front car and shoot Elvis in his roast goose belly, which isn't going to fucking happen, because we're never going to get up there. Podcast! Podcast!